With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, over limited by law, 18 plus, terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi there, Duke fans. Welcome to DBR Bites, episode number 36. Duke has a big game this weekend. Ain't, ain't no way to say it other than that. Big game coming up against the Wake Forest Demon Deacons at Wake Forest. And that's what we're going to be talking about here today. I am Jason Evans. Joining me as always, my buddy, my partner in crime, Donald Wine. Donald, how you doing? It is, uh, by the way, it's um, almost 24 hours since Duke laid that beat down on Miami. It still feels good. I'll tell you that. It does. Uh, it, it really you know does. what? My 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 notifications have been silent today, and it wasn't just because of the outage uh, this morning. And wasn't nobody calling me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, so let's talk about Wake very quickly. And and Donald, I I actually, you know, there isn't a lot of advanced metric stuff that I think is worth doing on my part because it's only been two games <laughs> mm-hmm. since we last played these guys in Cameron. A contest that was a there was a pretty you know pretty darn competitive game. Duke ends up winning that one seventy seven to sixty nine. But I, I want to start with this. You know, this is not at Duke. We are now playing at Wake. This Wake Forest team, they're a whole different animal when you get them at home. Fourteen and zero at home. I looked this up, Donald. There are only seven, only seven major conference teams in college basketball that are undefeated at home. Wake is one of them. Wake goes alongside. Now ready for this list because you're about to go. Wow, that's impressive. Here are the other teams alongside Wake Forest who are undefeated at home at this point in the season. Houston, UConn, Purdue, Arizona, Kansas, and Iowa State. Dude, (laughs) 
that's and those are teams that those are teams that you know just like us expect to win every game at home and they and, and you know sometimes they set themselves up to do that but in the case of all those teams you just mentioned they've had some tough games at home and i think that's the key here is just like us last year we went 17 and 0 at home it wasn't that we were playing, you know, the the directional state universities that are in the bottom hundred of Kempom every every game. We were playing some really tough opponents, and we beat them all. So for them to be undefeated at home, like you mentioned, it, it's one is it's a telltale story from what they do on the road versus when they're down there at the Lawrence Joel Coliseum. Yeah, and and you know me, I got the stats to back that up because it is a very mm-hmm. different thing at home playing Wake at home. Wake Wake is averaging. And otherworldly, 85.2 points per game at home. Wow. 85-plus points per game when they're at home. When they're on the road, they only score 72.3 points per game. That is a 13-point-per-game difference, home versus road. That's really significant. And you can really see it in their three-point shooting. When they know the stadium, when they know the court, when they know all the sight lines at home, Wake hits 42% of their three-pointers at home. Ninth best in all of college basketball. On the road, they hit just 32%, 10 percentage points worse. And that, by the way, 32% puts them in the bottom half of all Division I teams. This is a team, this Wake Forest team, one of the best three-point shooting teams in the country, even better at three-point shooting at home, and they're really kind of lousy at it on the road. Well, Jason, it, it leads me to some of the stuff that I had about these last two games between, as you mentioned, we last played them on the 12th, so it's only been a week and a half since we played Wake. They've had two games since then. One was on the road. They went to Virginia. They lost 49-47, to 47, where Hunter Salas had 12 points. Efton Reed had, 12, had 10 points and 12 boards, and that was it. Those are the only two guys in double figures there. They, they shot 41% from two-pointers. They shot 23% from three-pointers in that game, and they also had 12 turnovers. Now, you flip that. The last game they had was on Tuesday against Pitt at home, as you mentioned. They're 14 0 at home. They shot a lot better. They shot 67.7% on their twos. They shot 50% on their threes. And they went 19 for 20 from the free throw line. As you mentioned, they're the Ouch. second best free throw shooting team in the country. If you remember when we played them, they were nine for 13. You're like, oh, that's not bad. But that lowered their percentage like five points because that's how high they were. This is a team that it's very clear when they shoot well. They are in the game and they are going to win. They beat they beat Pitt ninety one to fifty eight. They were just destroying them. And Pitt is a very good team on the road. I mean, they beat us in Cameron. They're they're very tough when they go on the road. But I think the key here, Jason, is when you talk about Wake, the things that happen when they're when they're doing well. And this is not just a home thing. If they're doing well, it's because they're shooting the ball well. It's because they're getting to the free throw line. And of course, that is a position where they get to knock down said free throws. In this game, they as I mentioned against Pitt, they went 19 for 20. Against UVA, they were four for five from the line. So they didn't get to the line at all. They didn't shoot the ball well. They didn't force the issue and force UVA on defense to try and make a bad decision, go for a steal or anything like that. And they played into, into UVA's tempo. I think this is the key. When they're at home, they feel like it's their house. They can play their tempo, their rules, their physicality, and everyone has to bend to that. This is going to be a test of... The last two games we've been on the road in Florida. Last two games we have exerted the effort, the physicality. We have matched it. I know it doesn't look that way when you look at the foul disparity in some of those games, but at least Duke was coming with it and bringing the intensity that they should expect on the road. This, as you mentioned, is going to be no different, but 
we're driving in this case, we're driving an hour and a half down the road to Winston-Salem to play this game. And Duke needs to bring that intensity on the bus. They need to bring that intensity on the bus. And yes, we need to shoot well. That's a that's a given. The one thing also, Jason, rebounding. Every time, as you mentioned, every time we have out-rebounded the other team this year, we have won. Every time it feels like when we get to wake, we lose we lose the plot when it comes to physicality, and that translates into rebounding. It translates into the 50-50 balls. Let's keep let's keep building a momentum that we've had the last week. If we do, maybe we put their first L column in the war, Joel. Yeah, so let me get to a little bit of advanced metrics. I'm not going to go too deep because, again, we've played them just recently, but I, I do think there are a couple things worth pointing out. Uh, Wake has risen all the way up to being number 21 in Ken Pomeroy's efficiency rankings, 21st best team in the country. Ken Palm says they are the third best team in the ACC, and they are equally good on offense and defense, number 26 on offense, number 27 on defense. And I'll tell you the key to me, efficiency thing that I'm looking at in this game is how, what kind of a job Wake does in two specific arenas. One, And these are both on defense. One, do they prevent Duke from hitting three-pointers? The Duke team we have seen the past few days, the Duke team that has surged lately is a Duke team that is raining from long distance, mostly behind Jared McCain. But we also saw Caleb Foster. We saw Kyle Filipowski. And we most assuredly saw Jeremy Roach hitting three-pointers in recent games. Wake on the season only allows opponents to hit 31% from three-point range. Duke, if, if Duke's down near close to 30% on threes, I think it's going to be a problem. Another thing Wake does really, really well, they are one of the best teams in the country, top 40 in the country, at not allowing teams to take three-pointers. Duke is going to have to find ways to get open from distance because that's how you will open up stuff on the inside as well. And then the last thing. And we, I can't even believe, this is a stat that most years we don't talk about at all, and it has become like this dominant stat for us. Assist percentage. Hmm. Wake is top 15 in the country at preventing you from getting assists on your basket. They force guys to go one-on-one as opposed to you creating opportunities with the pass to get easier and better shots. This is a staple of the Wake Forest defense that, as I said, is the number 27 defense in the country. It is so important for Wake to be able to prevent Duke from getting easy looks. And it is so important to Duke. We talked about it in the last game against Miami. 15 of the first 17 buckets for Duke were off of an assist. The only non-assisted baskets were Kyle Filipowski's dunk and Jared McCain's dunk. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, this is this is the heart of when Duke is playing its best basketball. This is the heart of when Tyrese Proctor is playing well for Duke. Duke is getting a lot of assists. And as I said, Wake top 15, top 16 in the country at a at defensive assist rate. I think that is so important to what's going to happen in this contest. 14 assists on 26 made baskets. That was Duke Duke's line 12 days or 10 days ago against Wake Forest. But Jason, if you also remember, we just got Tyrus Proctor back last night against Miami. He just came back. He started on the bench because of that concussion that he sustained against Wake Forest. So this is, again, we, we, I talked yesterday about sort of the revenge tour aspect of things. We had one against Miami. We had one against Florida State. This is kind of one, right? Because not only did we get blown out last year when we went to Wake Forest, but also there's this mentality of the game the other day wasn't really that uh, well officiated. We had a lot of calls. We had a lot of guys that were scraped up, bruised up. You were at that game. You went to the locker room and we're talking about how Kyle Filipowski looked like he had got out of war um, and, and Tyrus Proctor 
as we now know, had a concussion yeah. uh, that he had to set up the last few minutes of that game. So the, there's a lot of things going on here. There's a lot of underlying story plots uh, that we need to worry about here. But at the end of the day, it's about the effort. It's about the hustle. That has been carrying us since the UNC game. The effort has has ratcheted up every single game. It If we can continue that momentum, I'm very, you know, very, very confident that we can be victorious in Wake Forest. So we're going to talk about the players in just a minute after after we take a break. But before we get to that break, I want to do a real quick thing. And I just want to mention something about Wake's chances of making the NCAA tournament. As I mentioned, they're number 21 in Ken Palm. Ordinarily, a team that high in Ken Palm is a no-brainer. Absolutely going to make the NCAA tournament. Wake is number 27 in the NCAA's own net rankings. And again, a team number 27 is no question about it going to make the tournament. But the weird thing about this Wake squad is all the bracketologists, all the people who study this stuff, and, and believe me, they're aware of Ken Palm. They're aware of the, of the net. They all say that this Wake team is on the bubble. They say they might be on the outside of the bubble right now. And here's why. Wake is just one in five in quad one opportunities. Their record is mostly built on beating, I don't want to say bad teams, but just okay teams. Their record is not built on beating teams that are quality teams, the kind of teams that you know are already in the NCAA tournament. And they don't have many opportunities at quad one wins left. They probably need one or two more impressive wins to assure they make the dance. And there's no question in my mind Perhaps the biggest one, the date that they have circled on their calendar is Saturday when they have a huge quad one, a top tier quad one team in Duke coming to their place. That's a massive opportunity for them. And Jason, I think this might be one of the final opportunities until the ACC tournament that they have to have a quad one win. I think moving forward after Duke, they're at Notre Dame, at Virginia Tech. Georgia Tech at home versus Georgia Tech at home against Clemson. So you have a couple that are like right there in that borderline, but this is the one really solid quad one game that they have in front of them that they know about that they well, can actually hold on. So I was going to say, depending on where these teams end up at the end of the season, the game mm -hmm. at Virginia Tech and the home game against Clemson could both be quad one opportunities. Right. Those are kind of tweeners. Yeah it's, yeah. it's pretty likely, but neither of those, you don't want to go into you know, the selection Sunday and say, we should make the tournament. We won at Virginia Tech. I mean, that's not that's not exactly like the argument why you should be in the big dance. Uh, if you look across Wake's entire season, I mean, what's their best win? I guess beating Virginia at home. But Virginia, beating Virginia like at home. Yeah, I yep. mean, that's, that's their best win. Beating Florida, that's probably their best win. Oh, so you're Florida right. I forgot Florida early home. in the season. Yes. But yep. again, that was a home game. Home game. Mm -hmm. Uh, but if you're Wake Forest, you really want to have something else to hang your hat on. I think that beating Clemson at home would be impressive, um, but Duke would be the real marquee thing for them. All right, look, we're going to take a quick break. On the other side, I've been looking at some of the st statistics on some of these Wake players. There are a few, a few interesting little trends, and I've got an interesting trend about a Duke player that I want to mention as well. Stick with us. This episode of the Duke Basketball Roundup is sponsored by BetterHelp. Springtime is the season that's supposed to feel like a new beginning. We have better weather, and it feels like everyone gains a boost of energy. However, for many, leaving winter behind doesn't always mean that their mood lightens up with the extra sunlight. 
We all carry around stress, and that stress can build as more events get added to your calendar. That's certainly true, Donald. And with the amount of social gatherings increasing with the improving weather and more daylight, there's more pressure to be on when you're interacting with family, friends, coworkers, even strangers, even when stress has you a little bit down. And for some, getting advice from a therapist can help you tackle some of that stress without affecting you or the people you care about. That's what BetterHelp is all about. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be therapy that's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a professional, licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime you want. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and find your social sweet spot. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Duke Roundup today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Duke Roundup. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. All right, back from the break. And as I mentioned, I want to very quickly talk about a few interesting uh, statistical things about some of these Wake Forest players. Look, we don't need necessarily to talk about Hunter Salas, who's been, uh, you know, unreal. I-, I think playing like a first team all ACC kind of player and and playing his way into the NBA draft. I don't know that we need to talk all that much about Andrew Carr, who, in my opinion, may be the most dangerous player on this Wake Forest team, you know, because of his ability to, to go inside and out. He is essentially their Kyle Filipowski. There are a couple other guys I did want to mention some things going on with them right now. Cameron Hildreth. Man, that guy is on an unbelievable cold streak from the perimeter. He's a a pretty good outside shooter. He is a huge part of their offensive attack. He's just three for his last 25 on three-pointers. Ouch. Not good. Uh, Meanwhile, speaking of three-pointers, Damari Monsanto, who's only played nine games this year for Wake because he was injured early in the season, 
He finally came back just a few games before they started playing Duke. He's only played in nine games. Damari Monsanto has taken 46 shots in his nine games for Wake Forest. Donald, do you know how many of those shots are three-pointers? No. 45. 45 of his 46 <laughs> shots have been from three-point range. And Damari Monsanto will rise up on the move, on the run, anywhere inside of 30 feet. That dude, it's like you got to guard him the way you guard Steph Curry. He is He's that kind of like I, I'm open as soon as I walk in the gym. Well, so is, you know, most of college basketball and most of high school basketball at this point. They're like, yeah, I can pull up from the logo with it. Problem with DeMar Monsanto is that he's very streaky. As you remember against when we yeah. played him, he hit those two right in a row. And everyone was like, oh, crap. Now we got Monsanto like going off. He didn't hit any of the rest of the game. So he, he gets very streaky. And sometimes he gets confident to the point where he says, hey, I made one. Now all of them are going in. And then they stop going in, but he keeps shooting him. So the idea with Monsanto is to keep him in front of you. Don't let him get two in his head or two in his bag. But at the same time, you you need to keep an eye on him because yes, if he is open anywhere on the court, he will try to shoot it. Yeah, and and by the way, they also have Damari Monsanto Jr. guard Parker Fredrickson, who by the way I think in a couple months he's going to be old enough to get his driver's license. Congrats, Parker. That dude is like so young looking. Anyway, on the season, Parker Fredrickson <clears throat> has taken a hundred and five three pointers. Only nine two-pointers. And every one of his two-pointers are layups. He, because he's a guard, you know, he'll occasionally get a steal or or a run out or something like that. On those plays, he'll take a layup. But basically, Parker Fredrickson taking three-pointers, and that's it. Much like Damari Monsanto. Look, he's kind of like my game. You know, 40, 40 and out. <laughs> that's, that's that's my range. You don't put me inside the three-point line. Just, you know, I know I know where I can make it. I know I can make shots. So I stay out there. But I think for, for Parker at the same time, you got to make sure that again, keep an eye at him. He's kind of like the Steve Kerr, right? Like he's just gonna just kind of hover around. Maybe maybe he'll ride through the lane a little bit, but he's only doing that to get to the other side of the court to get back on the three point line. So keep an eye on him. But at the same time, figure out a way to kind of trickle the ball away because when he's in the game, that usually means Hunter Salas is in the game and he's going to be having the ball for the most part and is going to try and kick out to him. If you can get the ball to force it to Parker, then. That means that Hunter has to be the one that kind of figure out a way to free himself, and you actually got him stuck, which is exactly what they don't want to do. They just want that guy on the corner shooting threes. So if you give him the ball, maybe you're pressuring him into making a bad decision with it. All right, last thing I got. I got to talk about this. I saw this today on Twitter. Duke has now played 26 games in the season. 26 games through the first half of the season, the first 13 games, Mark Mitchell was one of 22 on three-pointers. Donald, that's four and a half percent. It's not yep. good. We, we talked about it. Yep. In a, our last 13 games, the second half of the season, Mark Mitchell is seven of 12 on three-pointers. That's 58%. Since January 6th, when he started that seven of 12 streak, Mark Mitchell is the leading three-point shooter in all of college basketball. That is that's un my Mark Mitchell. <laughs> unreal. That's what I know and love. I love it. That is crazy. And by the way, it is worth pointing out the famous Mark Mitchell tweet from his father. We don't support what we're seeing from Mark at Duke. You remember that tweet? Mm -hmm. He sent that tweet on December 31st. Mark was one of 20 yep. on threes. Before the tweet, Mark is seven of 14 on three-pointers since the tweet. Keep on tweeting, Mark Mitchell Sr. We love it, baby. Mark Mitchell Sr. bump. Bigger, <laughs> it's almost as big as a DBR bump, so I've heard. Yeah, Bigger exactly. true. Exactly. All right. With that, we're going to wrap up this edition of DBR Bites. Big game, big, big, big game against Wake Forest coming up this weekend. I'll, I'll be honest with you, and I'll tell you that 
I think this is the game that Duke is most likely to lose of any game left on the schedule. It's going to take a heck of an effort for us to pull this one out against a very good Wake Forest team that desperately needs the win. We'll be back with you right after that game for a recap. Until then, I'm Jason. He's Donald. This is the Duke Band. The plan is out and taking us home.